0: This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 175, Create Habits That Stick. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for barrier-breaking women who are ready to shed their good girl layers so they can own their power and live deeply fulfilling lives instead. I'm your host, Lindsay Elizabeth. I'm a leadership coach to women all over the world. And I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me and my guests as we challenge you to shed society's bullshit systems and beliefs to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you were meant to be. As you listen, trust your intuition to take what you love and leave the rest. The thoughts and perspectives I share on the show are my own with the lens of my lived experience as a privileged, white, cis, straight, able-bodied woman. And while that informs my experience and perspectives, I wholeheartedly believe living a deeply fulfilling life is possible to every woman. If I ever say anything harmful, I'm open to doing better and hearing your feedback. My goal is for you to leave this show feeling empowered inspired, and ready to share this show with every woman you know so they too can create a life that lights them the fuck up from the inside. Are you ready to get started? Let's go. Hi there, Ms. Unstoppable. Welcome to another episode of the show. Today I have on Kyosha Jones. She is the owner of Pink Productivity Coaching, and she's a productivity coach and certified essential oilist specialist for women who present with inattentiveness or have ADHD. I actually met her while we were networking. I found out what she did, and I was like, oh my gosh, we have to talk more about this and what you do. And so her and I had an online coffee chat, and then I was like, oh my gosh, you have to come on the podcast and teach all these things that you do because I meet a lot of women who don't complete what they say they want to complete. And many of them say, well, I want to work with you, Lindsay, but I have this story and this proof that I don't complete what I start. And I'm really kind of tired of hearing that because I want all women in the world, regardless if they work with me or not, to be able to get what they want out of life. And that requires being able to set goals and then show up for those goals and make things happen. But some brains, typically the ADHD brain, which you know I have as well, it can be harder to do that. And so again, I love the tips that Kiosha has, and I think they're super helpful. I'm going to be implementing them more with my daughter as she kind of explores this. Luckily, I am somebody who can complete what I start most of the time, just based on all the coaching I've had over the years and such. But I think this is a really great episode to listen to if you're in that place where you're like, yeah, I just don't finish what I start. This allows you to give you some strategies and some mindset help to let that go so that you can start to finish all of the things. A little bit more about Kyosha is that she has a background in physical therapy with 15 years experience and has been helping others curate schedules and goals along the way. She helps women align their priorities with their purpose while initiating the process for them to finish what they start. This leads her clients to have increased focus, balance, feeling accomplished when they go to bed at night and adding room for self-care, all with less overwhelm. I'm so excited again to introduce you to her. Clients of mine, be ready. She's going to be somebody I'm going to be utilizing a lot if you get in these patterns of not being able to complete what you start. And I think too, just the tip she gives today is something that all of us, can maximize on more. I know I had some really great takeaways of, yeah, I want to start implementing this thing and this thing and this thing more in my life. And so I really hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I did without further ado. Here she is. All right, Ms. Kiosha. Yes. (laughs) So excited to have you here today to talk about all things ADHD. Um, As my listeners know, I recently got diagnosed. When did you get diagnosed? I don't think we've had this conversation.
1: I haven't had a formal diagnosis yet. I just had the epiphany back in November. So it is something that, yeah.
0: Um,
1: Yeah. So it came with taking a class on ADHD and I'm like, oh, that's my life. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's so cool. So we kind of got like, I got diagnosed in November.
1: So yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So today we're talking all things, ADHD and habits and how we can still show up and get what we want done even when our prefrontal cortex may not be as strong as a neurotypical. <laughs> so right. I'm excited to have this conversation with you. Um, so first off, let's just talk about how you got into this. Like, as you said, just now you realized you likely have ADHD and kind mm-hmm. of tell us how this business came from
1: there. Okay. So my business, I started back in May of 2020 as a result of the pandemic. But like productivity coaching was something that I wanted to do for probably the greater part of 15 years. But the pandemic kind of spiraled me into the ability to do that. But when I took a class, um, because my background is in physical therapy, when I took a psychology class on ADHD to help move me along with my credits, I was like, this also could be something that would be beneficial for my clients, not realizing that that was my ideal client and then when I looked back at how all of my other clients presented I was like this matches even though they didn't have formal diagnosis and some of them do so taking that class really helped me to understand hey this is these are your people and this is why they connect with you because this has been who you are your entire life so and
0: you just didn't know it
1: <laughs> just didn't know it yeah. You know, know, it's
0: so funny. I have a similar thing as I had these clients that would come to me and they would say, Oh, I have ADHD. And I'd be like, really you, you, because the perception was like, you're bouncing off the walls, you're all over the place. And as I started coaching them more and more, I was like, Oh my gosh, like, like we're alike. And then I opened the door for me to like realize, Oh, ADHD doesn't just have to be hyperactive. It's so much more than that. Right. Yes. Yeah. So isn't it so interesting? We all kind of like flock together.
1: Right. And you don't, like I said, I just, I just did not even realize that was the case. And I I love the fact that it brought self-discovery to me and also to, you know, to some of my clients, that's been huge in opening up their world and understanding, you know, why certain things have been really, really difficult for them. And even for myself, things that should be basic. And I say, should be loosely, um, are the ones that were hard.
0: Yeah, I agree because so many of us, we just internalize it. Like what's wrong with me? Why can't I get this done? Why are things harder for me than X, Y, Z person? And then when you have that understanding of like, oh, my brain's just different. Oh, that's right. This is ableism that we grow up in this world. We are all supposed to have this neurotypical brain. And when we don't, we think it's something like bad with us when it's really the system just isn't set up for us. Right. Yes. So powerful. Yeah. Um, okay. So then from there, you have started your business, right. And almost two years ago now.
1: Yes. To think two about.
0: what? Yeah. Okay. So you've been working with people on habits, right?
1: Yes. We've been working on habits and the habits really encompass, not just business, but life. It's all of the habits. And the reason why is because In With the the neurodivergent brain, typically the things that they're interested in are not the habits that actually help them function in life. Mm. So it is geared toward getting some of those things taken care of so that they can make room for the things that they are interested in and also for their business so that they're actually accomplished, feeling accomplished at the end of the day because they got some of those household things taken care of because they'll do all the fun stuff but then the laundry's left undone. Things that Certain things in their business that are not interesting or fun are left undone, but they need to be done. Mm -hmm. So I support them in helping to tie those loose ends and create those habits and tie them into the fun stuff that they are interested in.
0: Yeah, I see this in my own business. Sometimes it's like, I don't want to go to the money stuff. Like even my accountant just sent me, I need this information for 1099s. And I like sat there and I was like, Lindsay, just do it. And then I, it takes five minutes, and I'm like, <laughs> just get it done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to like hack your brain in that. And what I see with a lot of my ADHD clients um, is personal hygiene stuff, like brushing their teeth, brushing their hair, taking care, like shaving their legs. Like even myself, I'm like, I don't have this routine down for shaving my legs. There are sometimes I'm like, I think it's been a couple months since I've shaved my legs.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I can agree with you on that. And it's like, I moved from one home into the next to a different house and I'm in a tiny house. So it's got a tiny water heater. So now I miss shaving my legs because I run out of water and the sequence is different. Like it's ju- it can be just that simple that it, it doesn't happen. So for my ladies, I, I teach them the sequence that works well for them and I let them them tweak it, but I also use task cards. So with certain things, they literally just have the list of what they need to do. And they just go boom, 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 boom. It's done, they don't have to think about it. And they know they've taken care of the task.
0: Okay, two things I wanna say on that. Let's talk about the task cards first. Tell us more about that.
1: Okay, so a task card is just, it's like a recipe card for baking a cake, except it's a card for the thing you need to do. So I'll give you an example for myself talking about money and bookkeeping. The way my bookkeeping is set up, there are a lot of steps. There are a lot of things I have to open up tabs for so that I can actually pull all of the records and change numbers and all of this stuff. So I literally have a card that tells me to open up this tab, open up this tab, open up this one before you actually open up Wave Apps. And then here are the steps to go through and do the monthly bookkeeping that way i no longer have to be frustrated with myself when i get to a certain point and i didn't open up this document to be able to pull the gross versus the net that came in after the fees are taken out so it literally has all the steps written down so that i can just follow that and repeat over and over and after i get to a certain point and doing a few of them then i no longer need the task card but it allows me to start the process without having to think too much
0: Okay, so my question for you there is I see this with a lot of my clients. They want these systems like the task card, Mm -hmm. but then they have this inner rebel, like many ADHD people have, and they're like, F the system. I don't want to be like in the system and have to follow it. Do you see that with your clients?
1: So far, I've not had that happen with my I just
0: get the rebellious ones. (laughs)
1: So far, I've I've not seen it. Uh-huh. But we also attach rewards, like things that they can have fun with once they complete it. Um, so I know that that has worked well with them. But I also introduced the use of the essential oils so that if they get to that point, then they know what to use. That's going to turn their brain off from fighting themselves. And then they can just... Go
0: to okay. It. So let's take a moment there. Mm-hmm. Tell us more about that with the essential oils, because I know you've trained with Renee Hughes, who we've had yes. on the show. So we'll link that in the show notes. Yes. Um, but yeah, tell us how that works.
1: So there are certain essential oils that are excellent for cognition. So with the research, I have found specific ones that I blend together that help with focus and being able to motivate. So based on what my client may need, if they have racing thoughts, then I'll make sure to put an oil in there that stops them from having that conversation with themselves so that they can actually go to work. Or if they're just feeling overwhelmed by something and they need energy to do something, then I will make sure that we may, um, that we add at least one oil that is going to be activating in that way so that the emotions can be addressed through the use of the essential oils and they can just start working.
0: Wow. That's cool. That's really cool. Um, okay. Something else I want to go back to, we were talking about shaving our legs and you said (laughs) something and I forget the word you use, but something like the system's off.
1: Yes. So this might sound, funny but i have a particular way that like i wash my body and i wash my hair and all of this stuff mm-hmm. so there was a certain time that i would shave my legs and my body and now that i don't have as much time in the shower that system is no longer in place i have to break things up have to turn water off and on so that it stays warm enough especially to wash all of this hair so the legs get skipped because the shower water is cold Mm -hmm. and because i normally do that when i wash my hair it's the, the hair gets priority over the legs so when i get in the shower the next time and i don't have to wash my hair i don't remember to shave my legs
0: yeah, and I wanted to touch on that because I realize that when I'm traveling or I'm just out of my routine, and I see this with my husband too, who hasn't been diagnosed yet, but he has so many systems, in essence, like all of these cards, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, here's how everything goes. And if something's off in that, it's like the whole thing just goes to shit. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And so that's why, again, you have your clients create these cards. So that they can just stay on top of all of these things.
1: Yes. And then if something does break their focus or their attention, they can go back to the card and see where they left off and just pick back up instead of having to think, well, where was I?
0: Yeah. It reminds me a lot of what we call in the business world, like SOPs, like where you create every single step of something you do, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, my ADHD brain is like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) That's so boring.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And that's, you know, one of the things, too, is that when they create, when I have them create the task cards, they don't do it by themselves. It's built into the coaching sessions. So we work on them together right then, because sometimes if you don't have that accountability and you leave it to, to chance. It's not going to happen. Um, And I do think that that has helped increase the sustainability of the use because it was done when they could ask any kind of question around the task and making sure that it was complete for them because they saw the benefits of it right in that moment while I was there coaching them through it. Totally.
0: And that's what I was going to say before you said it is the benefits. If I can't see the immediate reward of this then I'm not motivated. And so that's cool that you're showing them that reward and building in those rewards. So let's talk more about that. How are you building in those rewards?
1: So it's, it's interesting because a lot of my clients and and myself included, never really think about rewards for anything that we do. We're like, Next, get the test done, move on to the next. So that's part of the, the beauty of the community aspect that I bring with my coaching is that during um, coaching sessions and also in the Facebook group, there are times where we'll come in and we'll dump all of our ideas for rewards. Because sometimes in the moment, the brain doesn't fire to think of them. So they go and pull from the community of rewards and test something out to see whether or not it's the thing that's going to work for them. So that is, um, part of the community aspect of my group.
0: Mm. And so you have them do the task, get the reward.
1: Do yes. The task, Get the reward. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: There was something that you and I talked about when we were first connecting about something like rewards and dopamine. And you mentioned something about the brain, and how some brains? You know what I'm talking about?
1: Yes, the neurotransmitters.
0: Okay, tell us more about um, that.
1: Yeah, so in some brains, it is actually lacking dopamine, and dopamine is one of the the hormones, endorphins in your brain that just makes you happy, and it is reward activated. Sometimes the brain has the dopamine, but it sprays out but there's not enough neuro receptors on there for it to catch on to in the cell for your brain to light up. If you don't get that, then your brain starts to hunt for things that are going to give you that reward, that satisfaction feeling. So that's where um, at times like lack of impulse can come in or moving from one task to the next. So if you can create ways to increase the neurotransmitters in the brain by the reward system in completing tasks or even like exercise, then you're going to strengthen those connections. Um, exercise is one of the fastest ways for you to get that to happen. Also, with the, the use of essential oils, that can also help you so that you can stay focused instead of being all over the place.
0: Okay, let me repeat back to you what I heard you say because I want to make sure I got it. So, some brains, they just don't have enough dopamine, right? And so in order for them to build or to bring up the dopamine, is that where, again, they need probably a medication?
1: For some individuals, yes, medication is the key. And that's where, if I'm remembering properly, that some of the stimulant medications come in. Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: But some people, they have enough dopamine. It's just, they don't have the neurotransmitters to get that dopamine to Mm -hmm. be in essence, like soaked into the brain to get that like hit of it right? And so what you're doing with your client is you're helping those people build those neurotransmitters so that then their brain can absorb it. Correct. Yeah.
1: That is the, that is the goal. And I can't, I, of course, you know, I can't say I treat it, but I support it through the use of essential oils. That has been in some areas, we know, that for like serotonin and things of that nature, that essential oils have been proven to do that. So I'm using the same concept of application for, for the dopamine.
0: Okay. So how do you know if it's just low dopamine or a neurotransmitter issue?
1: I honestly don't know the difference between the two. I believe that's something that would have to be seen and diagnosed by a doctor in order for them to really know whether or not it's one or the other. Yet I take the application and the understanding of what I do know to try different things out. If one thing doesn't work, then I will move to the next in the same sense as a, as a doctor would.
0: Yeah. I'm curious of like how you've been test the dopamine. Cause I got brain scans mm-hmm. to get my diagnosis, which I feel like is the most intrusive in a good way. Yeah, right? yeah. And nobody was telling me like, here's where your dopamine is at. Right. What I was told was just like, your prefrontal cortex is just a little bit weak. So maybe that's it. I'm just like, it's a little bit low because all I really needed were some supplements to like jump charge it, which sounds like right. the latter issue of like, my brain just wasn't soaking in the dopamine. Right. Yeah. Okay. What are the biggest stumbling blocks you see to creating habits that stick, especially with those with ADHD? I think we've talked about some of them, but.
1: I do think for some mindset is one thing, Um, especially if they don't, if the individual doesn't quite understand how their, their brain works. And so they start to really get down on themselves. And as soon as they fall off from a habit, they go into this self-deprecation And so then they feel like they can't start again or it takes forever. So that is one of the biggest things that I have seen and that I've been able to work with on my clients. Another thing too, and with creating habits that stick is that if anything changes in their life, in their world, even in the process, they don't know how to pick it up and put it back together again. Because the the brain just can't figure, it can't figure it out. And once again, that comes back in that feeling of, I can't accomplish anything. So when working on the mindset and helping them to understand persistence is the key and not consistency, that helps in creating. Let's take a moment for that.
0: I can't tell you how many clients I coach. They're like, I'm not consistent. I'm not consistent. I'm not consistent. And I've had to say to them, there's nothing wrong with that that's just who you are. Let's make it work in your favor. And now we've got a term. Persistence is the key. So tell us more about persistence and what that means to you.
1: So persistence me, it's the, it's the, I'm not giving up attitude, no matter what comes, no matter how hard it gets, no matter how many times you fall, I'm getting back. Mm -hmm. And that is what persistence means to me and for the clients that I work with. And it's also tied into the level of commitment. How committed are you to creating a sustainable habit for you, even if it has to change? That has been a huge key when I understood the difference in between persistence and consistency.
0: Yeah. And I hear in that too, going back to what you said with the mindset piece of like having that confidence and that self-esteem enough to get back up. And that's why I told you when you and I first met, I was like, I feel like a segment of my audience would like to work with me, but they need to work with you first because it's that they just have this mindset of like, I'm bad, I'm wrong. I don't follow through. And And then they're not able to follow through quite yet. And once they get to me, they need to be able to have some sort of follow through. Right. And so that's, that's so important with that mindset piece. And I also want to touch in on that for myself and for many of my clients who have realized they have ADHD or just, you know, habits are harder for them or whatever. We've had to go through this morning process in essence of letting the past go. And realizing it wasn't always our fault that things were hard for us,
1: yeah.
0: And like really mourning that and making peace with it. Like I was coaching a client last week who's like, "I just need to rebuild my trust bank." And I was like, "Why don't you just?" And I walked her through this exercise, and I was like, "Let's just release what was. Like you have a debt, like let's get let go of the debt." Let's, let's release it. Let it go. Right. And then starting fresh. And what I love about what you do are these cards again. And so maybe you fall off the horse, like with shaving your legs. Right. And you're like, well, I've got this card. So now I just need to put it back into my system because I think for me and for a lot of other people is that, you know, once you like get off the horse is what you say, like getting back on, it's like, oh, and then I've got to like figure out what were all my steps again. What is it that I do? And that's the hardest part. Right. It's not actually like doing it per se. It's like figuring it out and getting back in the group of it. Yes. Yeah. Ugh, I just had a rant there. I couldn't <laughs> stop
1: myself. No, it's all, it's all good. It is,
0: um, you know,
1: it, yeah, it, go really does, it really does just help the, it takes the guesswork out of it. If you mm-hmm. don't have to think about it, it just makes your life so much easier and you feel so much more accomplished. And like you were saying too, you know the the morning period it's it's normal to go through that and i just feel like for some for some individuals it's it's hard and that's okay if it's hard to kind of let that go but there's also beauty in the understanding of why it was that way and now you get to use that knowledge not just as power but when you start using your brain the, the way that you now know it works for your advantage that's where the wisdom and all the fun comes from understanding the diagnosis.
0: Yeah, for sure. And this is just my personal opinion, but I view the ADHD brain as like, once you can get past kind of these, what we call like boring or not exciting habits and like get them into your system, because the reality is, is that we need them Mm -hmm. to be able to be functioning humans for the most part. Then that's when the ADHD brain really gets to thrive. And we get to really be these leaders of the world, these creative people of the world, because so many people are neurotypical and we look at it from a different angle and it's like, yeah, y'all don't even see the problem here. Like we see the pattern just walking in the room, you know, and how amazing is that? Right. Yeah. yeah. So beautiful. So beautiful. So it's just like, we've just got to get past this really hard part. And like, keep up with those things. And I, again, I love the systems you create there, the dopamine hits with the rewards. So then life can just feel really fun and you can love your brain and love yourself in that process and not have to beat yourself up because you didn't brush your teeth for three days.
1: Right. You know? Yeah. Or like me, forget to drink water for three yeah. days. Like yeah. it, I don't know. I, might, I literally have said since I was young that my thirst center does, does not work right.
0: Because you just forget to drink.
1: I just forget to drink.
0: Yeah, I do too. I do too. Um, Okay. So tell us more about what you offer. I know you offer two different things right now. So tell us about those. Okay.
1: So the first thing that I offer is a, a VIP day where we go through everything from top to bottom and we help create a roadmap for you. And some systems we can create some of the task cards during that time frame and if you are taking a course of some sort i help build you build that in for you and create accountability on the back end of that day for a few months to help you stay on top of being successful with that. Um, And even if you don't have a course, this still can work for you if you are just trying to create new habits and establish persistence throughout the time. But my my next thing that I'm super excited about, which is um, opening the doors to my program, Finish What You Start in February. And it is a six-month program where you learn more about how the brain works with ADHD. We go through some techniques also with cognitive behavioral techniques so that you can get through the thought process and mindset of thinking and how you feel. And we also work on creating task cards, boundaries, and we do that through weekly group coaching sessions and one-on-one. And there's also accountability throughout that as well with a new like text message system that I just came across which I'm in love with because I can send you a message and you check in with me when you actually complete the task based on the ones that you want to have done to make sure that the accountability is is spot on and right there for you
0: Nice that's so fun what's the youngest client you would work with
1: the youngest client that I would work with I would say like when I was doing my my niche work it it would probably be 30. 30. 25 or 25 or 30.
0: Okay. So my 11 year old is not quite
1: ready. I, you know, I'm not, sh- I've not worked with someone that young in the group coaching or one-on-one at all. Uh, I had have to, have to be honest with you on that. I do love children. So it's definitely something I'm open to.
0: Yeah. Because I feel like she needs it so much, but also I, let's go back to the VIP days. Yeah. Because you and I, when we talked individually about this, you said, you know, there are a lot of women out there. They buy these courses and then it sits on the shelf and it sits on the shelf and this sits on the shelf. And you mentioned it there when you were telling us about it. But I want to highlight that yeah. if you are somebody who buys course after course and you do not finish them, and I know you're out there because I've talked to so many of you, stop it and do this VIP day instead. So, where you can actually start to finish this stuff. Because especially if you're investing thousands of dollars, you want to be able to show up. And now I know too, when I have somebody in a course of mine and they're not showing up, not showing up, I'm going to say, Hey, I want you to go look at this thing and come back to me because I want you to get your money's worth here. I want you to make this the best investment ever. So, so beautiful. Um, how can everyone find you?
1: All right. So everyone can find me at Pink Proco on Instagram. And my website is also www.pinkproco.com. Currently, the site is under construction. So there are some things coming there for you all um, that I'm really, really excited about. So,
0: Yay. yeah. And this interview won't be going out until like summer. So oh. the program's already launched. Everything yeah. will look beautiful by then. You're just in this transition of like launching it right now. But it will be so exciting. I'm so excited for you.
1: Thank you. Thank and thank you, so you for much.
0: sharing your wisdom.
1: Yes, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Bet. Thanks for tuning into the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast. If you haven't left a review for the show yet, what are you waiting for? Your reviews give us the feedback and momentum we need to continue to produce this incredible free content for you. Plus, when you leave a review for the show, you get a copy of my book for free. Simply take a picture of your review and submit it to Lindsay, lindsayepreston.com forward slash one zero zero, and you'll receive a digital copy of my Wisdom from the First Hundred Episodes book. This book is a study guide for life. Enjoy. And of course, share the show with your friends. I believe every woman can create a deeply fulfilling life that lights them the fuck up from the inside. The more you help others succeed, the more you help yourself. So share, share, share this show. And I'll see you soon and your friends back on the show next week for another eye-opening episode. Until then, keep rocking it.